0: Hare Krishna, dear devotees. Welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books. Summer's coming. Maybe before long things are going to open back up and we can live more normal lives. We hope so. In the meantime, we can live more normal lives by becoming absorbed in Krishna consciousness. And there's no better way to become absorbed in Krishna consciousness then they become absorbed in hearing and chanting Srila Prabhupāda's books in the company of other devotees who like to hear so with this in mind we've, we've begun the daily readings of Srila Prabhupāda's books I'm getting so much positive feedback from devotees we, ha- we now have 2,700 followers all together and uh, thank you very much for being with us So, Krishna book, Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, not the Blessed Lord, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And the first words from the introduction of this book also explains that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Then Prabhupada analyzes what that means, the word Bhagavan, uh, full in all six opulences. So let us hear first Srila Sanatana Goswami's glorification of the Srimad Bhagavatam, of which the Krishna book is a, t- a summary of the 10th canto. Srimad uh, Bhagavatam Stotram. And it goes like this Sarva Shastravdipiyusha Sarva Vedaika Satpala Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja kadrik prada O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures. Singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana, Sri Mad Bhagavata Prabhu, Kalidvandotita Ditya, Sri Krishna Parivartita. O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master, Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda pataya Prema Varshakshadayate, Sarvadasarvasavyaya, Sri Krishnaya Namostume. I bow down to you, who were supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours on a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Shri Krishna Himself. Madhika bandho mad mad guru man mahādana man mad bhāgya mad My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my Savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu Sadu Atini Mam Premna O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O oh, exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice, with pure love. Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya. Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya. Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya. So. We're still in the second chapter of the 10th uh, canto of Srimad Bhagavatam in Krishna book. The prayers by the demigods for Lord Krishna in the womb. Krishna has appeared in the womb of Devakī and the demigods have come to offer their prayers. And we're in the middle of those prayers. In the paragraph beginning, Our dear Lotus-eyed Lord. Our dear lotus-eyed Lord, you are the source of pure goodness. There are many great sages who simply by Samadhi, or transcendentally meditating upon your lotus feet, and being and thus being absorbed in your thought, they have easily transformed the great ocean of nations, created, by the material nature into no more than the water in a calf's hoof-print. The purpose of meditation is to focus the mind upon the Personality of Godhead, beginning from His lotus feet. Simply by med- meditation on the lotus feet of the Lord, great sages cross over this vast ocean of material existence Without difficulty. O Self Illuminated One, the great saintly persons who have crossed over the ocean of nations by the help of the transcendental boat of your lotus feet have not taken away that boat. It is still lying on this side. If one takes a boat, if one takes a boat to cross over a river, the boat also goes with one to the other side of the river. And so, when one reaches the destination, how can the same boat be available to those who are still on this side? To answer this difficulty, the demigods say in their prayer that the boat of the Lord's lotus feet is not taken away. The devotees still remaining on this side are able to pass over the ocean of material nature, because the pure devotees do not take the boat with them when they cross over. When one simply approaches the boat, the whole ocean of material nations is reduced to the size of the water in a calf's hoof print. Therefore, the devotees do not need to take the boat to the other side. They simply cross the ocean immediately. Because the great saintly persons are compassionate toward all conditioned souls, the boat is still lying on this side. In other words, one can meditate upon the lotus feet of the Lord at any time. And by so doing, one can cross over the great ocean of material existence. Meditation means concentration upon the lotus feet of the Lord. Lotus feet indicate the Supreme Personality of Godhead, but those who are impersonalists do not recognize the lotus feet of the Lord, and therefore their object of meditation is something impersonal. The demigods express their mature verdict that persons who are interested in meditating on something void or impersonal cannot cross over the ocean of nations. Such persons are simply imagining that they have become liberated. O lotus-eyed Lord, their intelligence is contaminated because they fail to meditate upon the lotus feet of your Lordship. As a result of this neglectful activity, the impersonalists fall down again into the material way of conditioned life, although they may temporarily rise to the point of impersonal realization. Impersonalists undergo severe austerities and penances to merge themselves into the Brahman effulgence, or impersonal Brahman existence. But their minds are not free from material contamination. They have simply tried to negate the material ways of thinking. That does not mean that they have become liberated, thus they fall down. In the, in the Bhagavad Gita, it is stated that the impersonalist has to undergo great tribulation in realizing his ultimate goal. At the beginning of the Srimad of Bhagavatam, it is also stated that without devotional service to the Supreme Personality of Godhead one cannot achieve liberation from the bondage of fruitive activities. The statement of Lord Krishna is there in the Bhagavad-gītā. And in Shrimad bhagavatam the statement of the great sage Nārada is there. And here also the demigods confirm it. Persons who have not taken to devotional service are understood to have come short of the ultimate purpose of knowledge and are not favored by your grace. The impersonalists simply think that they are liberated, but actually they have no feeling for the personality of Godhead because they think that when Krishna comes into the material world, he accepts a material body. They therefore overlook the transcendental body of the Lord of Krishna. This is confirmed in the Bhagavad-gītā. Abhajan mudha In spite of conquering material lust and rising to the point of liberation, the impersonalists fall down. If they are engaged just in knowing things for the sake of knowledge and do not take to the devotional service of the Lord, they cannot achieve the desired result. Their achievement is the trouble they take, and that is all. It is clearly stated in the Bhagavad Gita that to realize Brahman identification is not all. Brahman identification may help one become joyful without material attachment or detachment and to achieve the platform of equanimity. But after this stage, one has to take to devotional service when one takes to devotional service after being elevated to the platform of Brahman realization he is, then, he is then admitted into the spiritual kingdom for permanent residence in association with the supreme personality of Godhead that is the result of devotional service Those who are devotees of the Supreme Personality of Godhead never fall down like the impersonalists. Even if the the devotees fall down, they remain affectionately attached to their Lord. They can meet all kinds of obstacles on the path of devotional service and freely, without any fear, they can surmount such obstacles. Because of their surrender, they are certain that Krishna will always protect them. As it is promised by Krishna in the Bhagavad Gita, my devotees are never vanquished. Our dear Lord, the demigods continued, you have appeared in your original, eternal form of unalloyed goodness for the welfare of all living entities within this material world. Taking advantage of your appearance, all of them can now very easily understand the nature and form of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Persons who belong to the four divisions of the social order, the brahmacharis, grihasthas, vanaprastas, and sannyasis can all take advantage of your appearance. Dear Lord, husband of the goddess of fortune, devotees who are dovetailed in your service do not fall down from their high position like the impersonalists. Being protected by you, the devotees are able to traverse over the heads of many of Maya's commanders-in-chief who can always put stumbling blocks on the path of liberation. Dear Lord, you appear in your eternal transcendental form for the benefit of the living entities so that they can see you face to face and offer their worshipful sacrifices by ritualistic performance of the Vedas, mystic meditation and devotional service as recommended in the scriptures. Dear Lord, if you did not appear in your eternal transcendental form full of bliss and knowledge, a form which can eradicate all kinds of speculative ignorance about your position, then all people would simply speculate about you according to their respective modes of material nature. The appearance of Krishna is the answer to all imaginative iconography of the Supreme Personality of Godhead everyone imagines the form of the Supreme Personality of Godhead according to His mode of material nature. In the Brahma-sangita, it is said that the Lord is the oldest person. Therefore, a section of religionists imagine that God must be very old and therefore they depict a form of the Lord as a very old man. <laughs> but in the same brahma Samhita, <clears throat> it is, that is contradicted although he is the oldest of all living entities he has, the, he, he has his eternal form as a fresh youth the exact words used in this connection in Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam are Vījñānam Ajñāna Bidā Paramārjanam Vījñānam ajnana Bida Pamarjanam. Vijnanam means transcendental knowledge of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Vijnanam is also experienced knowledge. Transcendental knowledge has to be accepted by the descending process of disciplic succession. As Brahma presents the knowledge of Krishna in the Brahma Sangita. The Brahma-saṅgita is vījñānāṁ as realized by Brahmā's transcendental experience. And in that way, He presented the form and pastimes of Krishna in the transcendental abode. This knowledge is Agyana bida pamarjanam that which can smash all kinds of speculation in ignorance. People are imagining the form of the Lord. Sometimes He has no form and sometimes He has form according to their different imaginations. But the presentation of Krishna in the Brahma-saṅgita is vijñānam, scientific, experienced knowledge given by Lord Brahma and accepted by Lord Chaitanya. There is no doubt about it. Krishna's form Krishna's flute, Krishna's color, everything is reality. Here it is said that this vijnanam is always defeating all kinds of speculative knowledge. Therefore, without your appearing as Krishna, as you are, neither agyana vidab pamarjanam, destruction of the nations of speculative knowledge, nor Vigyanam would be realized. In other words, your appearance will vanquish the ignorance of speculative knowledge and establish the real, experienced knowledge of authorities like Lord Brahmā. Men influenced by the three modes of material nature imagine their own God according to the modes of material nature. In this way, God is presented in various ways, but your appearance will establish what the real form of God is. <clears throat> the highest blunder committed by the impersonalists is to think that when the incarnation of God comes, He accepts the the form of matter. Just a little slight accident. That was really lucky. Nothing touched the computer. The highest blunder committed by the impersonalists is to think that when the incarnation of God comes He accepts the form of matter in the mode of goodness. Actually, the form of Krishna or Narayana is transcendental to any material idea. Even the greatest impersonalist Shankaracharya has admitted "Narayana Pado Vyaktat the material creation is caused by the avyakta, impersonal, manifestation of matter, or the non-phenomenal total reservoir of matter. But Krishna is transcendental to that material conception. That is expressed in Srimad Bhagavatam as Vishuddha Sattva, or transcendental goodness. He does not belong to the material mode of goodness and he is above the position of material goodness. He belongs to the transcendental, eternal status of bliss and knowledge. Dear Lord, when you appear in your different incarnations, you take different names and forms according to different situations. Lord Krishna is your name because you are all attractive you are called Shamasunder because of your transcendental beauty Shama means blackish yet it is said that you are more beautiful than thousands of cupids Kandarpa Koti Kamaniya although you appear in a color which is compared to the blackish cloud because you are the transcendental absolute your beauty is many, many times more attractive than the delicate body of Cupid. Sometimes you are called Hari because you lifted the hill known as Govardhan. You are sometimes called Nandanandana or Vasudeva or Devikinandana because you appear as the son of Maharaj Nanda or Vasudev or Devaki impersonalists think that your many forms impersonalists think that your many names or forms are given according to a particular type of work and quality because they accept your because they accept you from the position of a material observer our dear lord the way of understanding is not to study your absolute nature for your absolute nature, form, and activities by mental speculation. One must engage himself in devotional service. Then one can understand your absolute nature and your transcendental form, name, and qualities. Actually, only a person who has a little taste for the service of your lotus feet can understand your transcendental nature or form and qualities. Others may go on speculating for millions of years, but it is not possible for them to understand even a single part of your actual position. In other words, the Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna cannot be understood by the non-devotees, because there is a curtain of yoga maya which covers Krishna's actual features. As confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita, Naham Prakasha Sarvasya, the Lord says, I am not exposed to anyone and everyone. When Krishna came, he was actually present on the battlefield of Kurukshetra and everyone saw him. But not everyone could understand that he was the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Still, Everyone who died in His presence attained complete liberation from material bondage and was transferred to the spiritual world. O Lord, the impersonalists or non-devotees cannot understand that Your name is identical with Your form. Since the Lord is Absolute, there is no difference between His name and His actual form. In the material world, there is a difference between form and name. The mango fruit is different from the name of the mango. One cannot taste the mango fruit simply by chanting, mango, mango, mango. But the devotee who knows that there is no difference between the name and the form of the Lord, chants, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, and realizes that he is always in Krishna's company. For persons who are not very advanced in absolute knowledge of the Supreme, Lord Krishna exhibits his transcendental pastimes. Such persons can simply think of the pastimes of the Lord and get full benefit. Since there is no difference between the transcendental name and the form of the Lord, there is no difference between the transcendental pastimes and the form of the Lord. For those who are less intelligent, like women, laborers, or the mercantile class, the great sage Vyasadeva wrote the Mahabharata. In the Mahabharata, Krishna is present in his different activities. The Mahabharata is history, and simply by studying, hearing, and memorizing the transcendental activities of Krishna <clears throat> recounted therein, the less intelligent can also gradually rise to the standard of pure devotees. The pure devotees who are always absorbed in the thought of the transcendental lotus feet of Krishna. And who are always engaged in devotional service in full Krishna consciousness are never to be considered to be in the material world. Srila Rupa Goswami has explained that those who are always engaged in Krishna consciousness with body, mind, and activities are to be considered liberated even within this body. This is confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita. Those who were engaged in the devotional service of the Lord have already transcended the material position. Krishna appears in order to give a chance to both the devotees and the non-devotees for realization of the ultimate goal of life. The devotees get the direct chance to see Him and worship Him. Those who are not on that platform get the chance to become acquainted with with his activities and thus become elevated to the same position. Our dear Lord, O Supreme Controller, when you appear on earth, all the demons like Kangsa and Jarasandha will be vanquished and all good fortune will be ushered into the world. When you walk on the globe, your lotus feet will impress on the ground the marks of your souls such as the flag, the trident and the thunderbolt. Thus you will grace both the earth and us on the heavenly planets who shall see those marks. Oh, dear Lord, the demigods continued, you are unborn, therefore we do not find any reason for your appearance. Other than for your pleasurable pastimes. Although the reason for the appearance of the Lord is stated in the Bhagavad-gītā, He descends just to give protection to the devotees and vanquish the non-devotees. Actually, He descends for the pleasure meeting with the devotees, not really to vanquish the non-devotees. <clears throat> the non-devotees can be vanquished simply by one kick material nature. The actions and reactions of material nature, creation, maintenance and annihilation are being carried out automatically. But simply by taking shelter of your holy name the devotees are fully protected because your holy name and your personality are are non-different. The protection of the devotees and the annihilation of the non-devotees are actually not the business of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. When He descends, it is just for His transcendental pleasure. There cannot be any other reason for His appearance. Our dear Lord, You are appearing as the best of the Yadu dynasty and we are offering our respectful, humble obeisances unto your lotus feet. Before this appearance, you also appeared as the fish incarnation, as the horse incarnation, as the tortoise incarnation, as the half-man, half-lion incarnation, as the boar incarnation, as the swan incarnation, as King Ramachandra, as Parashuram, and as many other incarnations. You appeared just to protect the devotees and we request you in your present appearance as the Supreme Personality of Godhead Himself to give us similar protection all over the three worlds and remove all obstacles for the peaceful execution of our lives Dear Mother Devakī within your womb is the Supreme Personality of Godhead appearing along with His plenary expansions. He is the original Personality of Godhead, appearing for our welfare. Therefore you should not be afraid of your brother, the King of Boja, Your son Lord Krishna, who is the original Personality of Godhead, will appear for the protection of the pious Yadu dynasty. The Lord is appearing not alone but accompanied by his immediate plenary portion, Baladev. Devaki was very much afraid of her brother Kanksa, because he had already killed so many of her children. So she was very anxious about Krishna. In the Vishnu Purana it is stated that in order to pacify Devaki, all the demigods, along with their wives, used to visit her to encourage her not to be afraid that her son would be killed by Kamsa. Krishna, who is within her womb, was to appear not only to diminish the burden of the world, but specifically to protect the interests of the Yadu dynasty and certainly to protect Devakī and Vasudeva. It is understood that Krishna had been transferred from the mind of Vasudeva to the mind of devaki and there and from there to her womb thus devaki the mother of krishna was worshipable for all the demigods after thus worshiping the transcendental form of the lord all the demigods with lord brahma and lord shiva placed in front departed for their heavenly abodes Thus ends the Bhaktivedanta purport of the second chapter of Krishna Prayers by the demigods for Lord Krishna in the womb Hare Krishna So it's 7.54 We'll stop here, the readings and humbly request the Vaishnavas who are attending if they have any reflections any points that came out that gave him particular joy. Hare Krishna.
1: Gopakanya Devi Dasi said, Hare Krishna dear Maharaj, Hare
0: Krishna Gopakanya Devi Dasi,
1: and all friends, blessed to be in this transcendental company of your readings, service of Krishna book Maharaj. All glories to Srila Prabhupada.
0: All glories to Srila Prabhupada. All glories to Sri Krishna.
1: Brachava Hi, oh. Braj Hare Krishna Braj. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. glories to Srila I just want to say I have made more advancement in one year of daily readings than the last nine since <laughs> meeting the devotees.
0: <laughs> Braj Balabhas, he's very kind to me. I don't know how these these things happen, these words come out, but he's very kind. Thank you very much. Actually, <coughs> just to say that to me is to give me the most pleasure that I've had in a very long time Mm -hmm. because I do this just for that purpose, for no other purpose to try to help people understand that in these books that Srila Prabhupada wrote and edited by his uh, intimate devotees actually uh, and then polished by his more experienced devotees All the answers to all of our problems and all the questions that are perplexing the whole world are there, plain as day. But they require to be heard cover to cover. The flow of Śrīla Prabhupāda's thoughts and how he puts the sequence together of thoughts are empowered to give us spiritual realization. This is the process for making spiritual advancement to the point of self-realization. So, Raj Balabha, all I can say is thank you very much and that you stated that in public means a lot to me. A lot to me. Hare Krishna.
1: Rati Manjaya said Jai Guru Maharaj.
0: Jai Rati. Krishna Pramavati
1: Devidasi. Hare
0: Krishna. Krishna Prima Bhakti, Devi Dasi.
1: Hare Krishna Maharaj Nandavat Pranams. Halibo Noel Craver said Hare Krishna.
0: Hare Krishna Bhakti Noel.
1: Ananda Murti Devi Desi Dasi. Jai Gurudev, thank you so much for daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books. So they understand that Krishna is very kind to us to appear on this earth for simply helping us.
0: Yes, Ananda Murti. Thank you very much.
1: From Saluni, Sachi Sundari. Hello, Hare Krishna Maharaj, all grace to Shilapa from France.
0: From <laughs> France? Well, Hare Krishna. I have a Frenchman taking care of
1: me. <laughs> and Jerry said, Dear Guru Mahaj, please accept my respectful obeisances. Today it was really, really nice to plunge to plunge into your reading after another national Harinam, which was attented, attended by over 50 devotees. Oh, very nice.
0: It's, it's increasing. Anandam, Vardhanam, the ocean of devotional service is always increasing and the pleasure that comes from devotional service is always increasing. That's the test whether or not we're actually performing devotional service. As we, as we heard in the prayers today the the ocean of material existence shrinks as soon as you approach the boat of the lotus feet of the Lord and then you just step over it very easily and the boat stays there on the side that anyone else can take it so thank you for expanding the ocean of transcendental blissful Harinam Sankirtan Rasa Hare Krishna this is from Gopal Rao Kabu. Haribo Gopal Roy thanks for those questions last, last night I really became ecstatic answering that question Hare Krishna
1: dear Maharaj I like the point that the appearance of the Lord answers all imaginative speculations on the form of the Lord Yes. I would like to, I would like to ask for those in, in other religions that do not have a vivid description of God what benefit can they get my grandmother has been a devoted Catholic for her whole life and is nearing the end of her life. Will her devotions bear much fruit, or is it meager because of a lack of definition of the Supreme Lord?
0: Well, it's both. You know, the, the impersonal form of the Lord is, the, is actually the Lord. The, the impersonal effulgence of the Lord is the Lord but it's you can't see the form of a Lord because of the effulgence it is so brilliant so when you touch that effulgence and that effulgence is in the beginning not fully full realization but in the beginning you touch it when you accept that there is God and that he's the supreme being and that the goal is to go and be with him So even if there's a vague idea, there is benefit, and if a person has, you know, properly followed the instructions of Lord Jesus Christ or Muhammad or any other empowered uh, uh, representative of Krishna. And Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur said it clearly. He said that Jesus Christ is Shaktivesh Avatar. He's not an ordinary person. He was preaching God-consciousness surrender to God to love God but the persons around him in that time were not very advanced spiritually and they could not understand descriptions of the actual personal form of the Lord therefore he didn't give it but he got he gave uh, mainly he gave what they call sub religious principles. That if you follow them, you come to the mode of goodness and you can begin to understand higher topics. So, yes, your grandmother, if she's been a, a strict, and you know, that generation, they are stricter in general. All the, all the religions over time, they, became, they deteriorate over time. It's, that's just the way of the material world, you know. Even Lord Chaitanya, when he came, you know, after some time, the, the, the teachings deteriorated and degraded. And then Bhaktivinoda Thakur had to come and pick it back up again. And In that way, these great souls come and pick it back up again. But the natural tendency in the material world is that time causes us to forget. Naham Prakasha Sarvasya Yogamaya Samavrita We heard that verse in this chapter. The Krishna, he, it's his choice. He has to choose us. We can't just barge into the residence or barge into spiritual. All right, I'm here. Here we are. Oh, Krishna, where are you? Are you going to appreciate me? It's not like that. We have to please Krishna. We have to act in such a way that Krishna will have faith in us, and that requires the personal contact, the personal identification, the personal realization. And the development of that relationship to become full, for the love to become deep and abiding and, and attractive to Krishna. Because the only thing that control Krishna, so that he'll choose us, is pure love of God. So the impersonalists do get benefit. But if it isn't the speculative impersonalists, it's those who are taking the knowledge from the Parampara system. So, yes, she will get benefit. How much benefit? That we can't say. But anyone who develops faith in God, they are approaching. And if they're sincere, next life, they'll come closer, and so on and so forth. Therefore, it says in the Shastra, if you're chanting Hare Krishna sincerely, it means you've worked very hard to be able to get that opportunity, to be able to get that, that uh, taste. And normally it takes many, many lifetimes, but Lord Chaitanya came, Krishna came in the form of Lord Chaitanya, to give it to us freely, to elevate us immediately. By the chanting of the holy names of Krishna. But those who are sincere Catholics and have their rosaries and chant their rosaries every day in the name of uh, Jesus Christ. You know the Aramic? The Aramic of the name of Jesus is is, is spoken, Jesus of the Christ. Jesus of the Christ. That's how it's actually written in Aramic. And Christ that means is God. And and the Lord declared himself the Son of God. Jesus of the Christ. Jesus Christ. So Krishna to Greek Christo to Krista in Aramic to Christ. In the in the English language and in French it's also Christum. it's just pronounced a little differently that's all
1: Hare Krishna Rathima said what I especially like tonight was to hear or even if devotees fall down they do lose their affection for Krishna yes
0: And that's the test whether one was actually a devotee if they were pretending. If a a person is pretending and not actually a devotee, then he may lose his taste. But, Krishna gives a special favor, Lord Chaitanya gives a special favor that anyone who comes and chants Hare Krishna, they get that special mercy and they cannot forget. That's a fact. But, Prabhupada said, that doesn't mean that you should therefore relax. And take it easy because you've chanted Hare Krishna so you know I'm okay because I'm going to always forget, remember it anyway so and then do all nonsense no, it doesn't work like that again it comes back to the, to the fact of pure devotional service means to please Krishna to do our service with, with the, the joy of the attempt to please Krishna that attracts Krishna. Hare Krishna. The,
1: from Selin. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept Mahaburabhaya senses. Selin. Hare Krishna. Please could you explain why the protection of the devotees and the annihilation of the non-devotees are not the business of the Supreme Personality of Godhead? I couldn't understand
0: your, your, your oh. English.
1: You have to read a little more carefully. Could you explain why the protection of the devotees and the annihilation of the non-devotees are not the business of the Supreme Personality of Godhead?
0: Because Krishna is completely independent and he does what he wants to do. So those uh, protection of the devotees and annihilation of the demons, those are incidental activities. The real pleasure that he gets is to reveal himself to his devotees and meet and be with his devotees. That's his own personal pleasure. It's not that God is our order supplier and God has to act and be in a certain way just to please us. He has his eternal life and his eternal form and his eternal uh, bliss in the association of his devotees, he doesn't get. There's, a very, there's some very nice verses that you can read, in the ninth chapter, fourth. I mean, the ninth canto, fourth chapter, sixty-fourth uh, verse, I believe. There's a, there's three or four verses right in that section, of the ninth canto, in which Lord Vishnu is talking to Durvasamuni. He's come to him to get forgiveness for having offended Maharaj Ambarish and the Lord says I'm not independent my life belongs to my devotees I can't do one thing without my devotees' permission so this is the life of the Lord the Lord's devotees and and the Lord is the life of his devotees so therefore his uh, ultimate purpose or his personal reason for coming is to relish being reunited with his devotees and bringing uh, devotees from the material world back to the spiritual world. Hare Krishna.
1: That that was from Wales. That was from? Wales. Selene from Wales.
0: Oh, from Wales. Selene from Wales. Right.
1: Manjari said We also heard about the importance of actually taking up devotional service after one has gained sufficient knowledge or attained Brahman realization. Would you please elaborate on this point of actively serving the Supreme Lord?
0: Can you read it again
1: please? We also heard about the importance of actually taking up devotional service after one has gained sufficient knowledge Ah. or attained Brahman realization. Ah. Would you please elaborate on this point of actively serving the Supreme Lord? You can't
0: love someone deeply unless you know them. So active devotional service means to act in order to please the Lord and in order to please the Lord you have to know what is pleasing to the Lord that means you have to love the Lord when you love someone you always look for something that will please them and you do that or you give that and that gives the highest pleasure so actively serving the Lord means with the, with the full consciousness that Krishna is the Lord and, and is the dearest thing to you. Not for my satisfaction or to for me to get out of some kind of difficulty or some kind of uh, to attain some kind of special uh, situation. Those Benefits are there automatically and in, 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 in incorporated in the, the devotional service of the Lord. They come as natural byproducts. You don't have to try separately for something for yourself. If you please Krishna, you get everything. You, you, pl- you get your desires fulfilled that you didn't know you had. therefore the highest form of devotional service is to actively try to satisfy the Lord by doing what He wants us to do and absorbing ourselves in that level of devotional service and the demigods very nicely pointed it out that it is meditating on His lotus feet and you cannot meditate on His lotus feet unless you believe He has lotus feet unless you believe He's a person, unless you believe He has a form and a personality and then you go what real knowledge is to find out what that personality is to find out what his likes are and his dislikes are and to act accordingly that is pure devotional service Hare Krishna
1: Bhaktarupa said we love you Maharaj
0: <laughs> well thanks the feeling's is mutual I wouldn't do this every day, every day you know, whenever I'm well enough to do it <laughs> if I didn't
1: Um that's from from Celine again. Yada Yada Whatever Whenever. I'm wondering about whatever.
0: I don't understand the question. She's wondering about whatever?
1: I think because about the what you were mentioning about from the verse of the Bhagavad Gita. Um
0: yada Hida Hidarmasha, Bhavati Bharata. Yeah. From wherever and wherever.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And she's wondering about the wherever? It means that wherever Krishna is present, those things happened. Wherever Krishna's present, his personal presence, uh Glanir Bhavati Bharata, when things get so bad, huh? that only the Lord can deal with it and purify it and clean it and uplift it, then He appears. The Lord is dutiful. He never shirks His responsibilities. But above responsibility is His own personal love for his devotees Hare Krishna that is the mystical power and the greatest opulence of Krishna the greatest opulence of Krishna is his undying faith in his devotees and his undying attempt to please his devotees that's it Yada yada.
1: Hare Krishna. Gopakanya Devidesi said, Shulapavupad of Krishna, you Maharaj of Krishna. Shulapavupad <laughs> Krishna. Hare
0: Krishna. I can't, what, I can, what can I say about that? Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna.
1: Anna said, "Thank you." S- Who? S- Anna Dining. Uh, I think that was. S- I think that was from, from the wa- Welsh. Welsh. Yatra. Yeah, from the Welsh Yatra. Thank you, uh, sir. Thank you, such a beautiful answer, Hare Krishna.
0: Hare Krishna, the feelings mutual.
1: Rajiv said, "Thank you, Guru Maharaj." Spot on as always.
0: (laughs) Just a peon trying to deliver what I hear from Prabhupada.
1: Selin said that with Krishna you have everything.
0: Yes. Thank you very much. The Supreme Personality of Godhead ki jai. Samabeda-bhakta-vrinda ki jai. Gaur-pre-manandi Hari Hari Bo see you tomorrow night same time, same place, same topic the Supreme Personality of Godhead and how to love Him and how He loves us Hari Bo, see you tomorrow